This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into everything today because we are joined from, I hope, sunny California by the one and only Sophia Hutchins. Hello. Hi, how are you? How are you today? Enjoying sunny LA. I just got back from Santa Barbara this morning and uh, it's just fabulous everywhere you go down here. So it's sunny. Is it, is it still warm there now or no? Yeah, it is. It was, we are going through a heat wave right now, actually. And um, it's really hot. It's really nice, though. It is so cold in New York. I mean, I'm, I'm always cold, but it's just, it's cold, considering it's not like January yet. So Yeah. So, and you're in Malibu, right? Yep, right now I am, yeah. So how's that? Do you love... Do you love Malibu life? Do you love living in Malibu as opposed to other parts of LA? You know, I've lived in Beverly Hills and Malibu and Calabasas. And um, I like Malibu the best. I think it's the most relaxed. Um, I But I just, you can't go wrong anywhere down here. But like I was saying, I was in Santa Barbara this weekend. And it's kind of like a smaller, less it's like a less LA Malibu. That makes sense to me. Uh huh. I love it up there. It's so pretty. And it only took me 45 minutes to drive there. And they have a very low like COVID infection rate. So there's very lax uh, rules. And so it's kind of a nice little vacay to get out of LA for that. Yeah. 
Do you think you would ever be bored though if you lived like too far away from LA? I mean, I, I live in New York City, so I'm I'm not throwing stones. I lived so last year I lived in New York half of the month. I did two weeks in New York, two weeks in Malibu. For me, that was the perfect balance. I loved New York, but after two weeks, I was ready to be back in LA. And um, so it's, you know, it's a nice mix. I would either need to be in New York or LA. I always said that. I think splitting your time between New York and LA is literally the dream. Absolutely. So now getting right into it. So you graduated Pepperdine in 2018 with a degree in economics and finance. So that's smarty pants. Like that's pretty smart. Well, you didn't see my GPA. (laughs) Well, you know, it's a nice degree. Like, did you always like growing up, were you always like business, 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 like as far as what you wanted to do with your life? Yeah, I was. When I was growing up, I grew up with my grandparents um, that's actually a picture of my grandmother over my shoulder. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. And um, they really taught me a lot about investing. And I was always fascinated by investing, investing, investing. And so when I was 16, my grandfather gave me a thousand dollars and he said, invest it in whatever, you know, the stock market. And I think I bought like Google. I was like, let me buy the most expensive stock. So I was always into money and business and investments. And I think that's because I was, you know, mainly raised by my grandparents who are really into that. And so did you, you know, ever think you wanted to have like a desk job or, I mean, you went right into kind of starting your own company or was there, was there any in between there? I think you started your company right away, right? Yeah, there wasn't much in between. In college, I was, um, I did have an internship for two years in finance, which I loved, but I think I had some other opportunities come across my plate that were a little more interesting and a little more up my alley. And, you know, in life you get these weird situations. Never in college did I think, oh, I'm going to be running a sunscreen company or starting a sunscreen company or managing Caitlin. Um, But you know, those skills are very transferable. It's all about being savvy, reading into detail, um, you know, learning, being quick on your feet, all those things. So they, those skills translated, um, you know, they translated. So let's talk about your company, Lumisol. How did that come about? You know, like why sunscreen out of all the different things you could have started and how did that come about? And I mean, how did you know what you were doing? You know, Yeah. Um, So it all came about when I was a senior in college, I was managing Caitlin and Caitlin had skin cancer. And um, I get a lot of emails from reporters every day asking questions. And one night, uh, Caitlin went out to dinner with me, actually, and had just had basal cell carcinoma removed off of her nose. And so paparazzi's got pictures and the emails start coming in 20 minutes after dinner. What's going on with Caitlin's nose? And I'm like, oh God, here we go. So I said, let's do a PSA and post it on Instagram, on your Instagram and say, wear your sunscreen because skin cancer is no joke. So she did a PSA and the response was overwhelming. Every sunscreen company you could imagine sent PR kits and I reviewed all of them personally. And I said to Caitlin, these are absolutely suck. 
And I was like, if we're going to do, I want, I said, I can do better than this. I'm going to do my own sunscreen brand. I knew no one in the family had a sunscreen brand. Um, Kylie's skin wasn't a thing at that point. She now has a couple of sunscreens, which are amazing. Um, very different than mine. But at that point I was like, nobody in the family's in that business. Let's do it. And Caitlin was like, Oh, I'll support you the whole way. She never financially supported the operation. I did that on my own. I went out and got um, some amazing investors in the venture capital world and started it. And it was a ton of work. It is a ton of work, but I absolutely love it. And it was just the right timing and the right inspiration. And thank God there wasn't like a KKW sunscreen company because I would not (laughs) want to go against that or cause any, you know, tension. So that was a big part of it too. Like you didn't, you wanted to make sure there was no competing products like within the family. Yeah. Because I think everyone has, you know, products that are super authentic to them. Like Kylie has the lips and kills it with the lips. Kim has the contour or started their makeup ventures with those products. And I think it's really important that when you're starting a brand that it's authentic. And so for me, it was super authentic. Um, And it was great that nobody in the family was doing just a sunscreen brand because everyone likes to, you know, support each other. And I think that's been really cool. And how is yours? Like, why were the other products not good? I mean, how is yours different? Like, were they just old fashioned, you know, that old fashioned, like what you think of like white gloppy sunscreen? Yeah, absolutely. So I did not like a lot of the products that came in because they were this white, goopy, gross, nasty, just luck. And the bottles were boring. They're like these little squeeze tubes. I said, let me innovate everything. Not just innovate the formula, but I did innovate with the formula. My formula, the first formula I came out with, goes over your makeup perfectly. And in LA, We need that because we're out in the sun, but we have makeup and it's always this battle. How do I get sunscreen over my makeup a couple times throughout the day? Um, So there's that. There was also the packaging. My packaging is refillable, which I love. So it's eco-friendly. And the, the part that is refillable, we call it the engine. People have said it looks like a vibrator. Um, And I love that. Uh, That changes color when it's in the sun and it reminds you to reapply. So it changes from white to purple. And so I love that. It also has a keychain on it. So it clips onto your bag. And so it's really just there when you need it. And it was all about innovating the packaging, the formula, and the way we got it to the consumer, which was um, on a subscription model. So you never run out of sunscreen. Interesting. It's kind of like a sexy sunscreen. It's sexy. We wanted to make it sexy. I wanted to make a sunscreen that was in the 21st century, like a millennial Gen Z take on what sunscreen's going to look like in the next five to 10 years. Because I really don't think it's just going to keep coming out of ugly, boring tubes and bottles. There's going to be a lot of innovation. So I think we're the most innovative when it comes to packaging for sunscreen. I get it. I am your consumer. I have to go. And I'm not just saying this. I need to buy this because... I, well, I live in New York. I'm very anti-sun. That's just me. I don't, like, you see this pale face? This is me in the dead of summer. There's a lot of things the sun is just not good for you. And I have a problem. Like, I can't find a sunscreen that I like. They're all just, they're too oily. They go on. They make you too white. And they all just are, they don't smell right. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, 
I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority. And I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shape. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. I know. And that was another thing that was really big was I have a new product coming out in November and oh, I don't know if I should have said that. Oh, well, I have a new product coming out in November and it's really important for all of my products in the portfolio of SPF that they go over all skin tones. My co-founder, well, he's one of my business partners, um, is a black guy who doesn't wear makeup. I'm a white girl that wears makeup. (laughs) And I'm like, we need a sunscreen that works on your skin just as well as it works on my skin. And I love that about my products as well. What have you learned since you started the company? Like, I'm sure, you know, it's been a learning process. Uh, I have been, you know, I'm, I think I went into this a lot more optimistic about people in general. The hardest part about this is the people. I have hired people that were so the wrong choice. Um, And those are consequences you suffer from. I've trusted people um, to come into my life, into my circle, and they come in for the wrong reasons, but you think they're coming for the right reasons. And so really, I've learned so much about being super, super, super intentional with who you trust working for you. That's been the biggest lesson I've learned. Beyond that, you know, I just feel like, in general, don't take no for an answer. I knew that going into this, but I have like really emphasize that to everyone that works for me. Like, do not take no for an answer. If you get a no, go find a yes somewhere else. That's not an excuse. So between people and not taking no and training your people to not take no, I've learned a lot. What are the wrong reasons, Caitlin and the Kardashians? Uh, Well, there's certainly some of that. There's money. You know, people come in for money. Um, And I've just been, I've gotten the short end of the stick with a lot of relationships because they think, you know, I'm going to be sugar mama or or make their life, you know, their lottery ticket, so to speak. Um, And there's definitely the clout thing. 
Um, but for me, it's been more of like, okay, Sophia's got a ton of money and I'm going to take advantage of Sophia and all of her money. And it's like, honey, I am running a brand new sunscreen company. The sunscreen company is not Sophia. You know what I mean? So it's just things like that. You've got to be careful who you bring into your life. Totally. And I get it. You know, like the business money is separate. People think you just, cause you have money that your business is making money. You're like, yeah. wait a second. Let me tell you how running a business really works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So am I the only one who says uh, you just, I mean, you're only 24. Like, have you ever been told that you're an old soul? Like, Oh, I think, were we talking about this the other day, David? I was like, everyone has said from when the time I was really young to now I'm an old soul. I, I can't imagine dating someone my own age. It doesn't work. I feel like I'm their mom. Um, you know, I, I am an old soul. I was raised by my grandparents. So I think that was a large part of it. My parents divorced when I was young and I have a younger sister. So I just had to grow up fast and I had to figure everything out for myself. And I love that. I don't have any regrets. I wouldn't want it any other way, but yes, I'm an old soul. Which there's nothing wrong with that. If I could go back to 24 and know what I know now, you know, I think that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so talk to me then about, I know you also do like your CEO of the Caitlyn Jenner Foundation. I mean, you do a lot. Like talk to me about that. So I actually resigned. So I was in college, but I resigned when I started my company because doing that and managing Caitlyn and running my brand, it was just too much. So I passed that off to someone else, but that was fun. Um, that was in college. It was fun because I could give back to people and I learned a lot about, you know, the LGBT community and the most marginalized people in that community, in the community. And giving back was great, but, you know, it wasn't where my heart lived. I was, I, I really enjoyed raising money for the charity and I raised about $3 million while I was there. Um, not from Caitlin, from other people. And it was really cool to see people's reaction when you could make a difference in their life and give them, you know, a $25,000 or $50,000 grant, which, you know, you may take for granted, or you may just think, oh, I don't know if this is really going to help, but you really see how far those dollars go in such underrepresented communities. And it was really rewarding but it was just very stressful, to be honest with you. And I couldn't do that with uh, my other two jobs. And you were still in college at the time. Oh yeah, and that, by the way. I mean, by the way. So like if your GPA was a little lower, it's okay. Yeah, I, I failed Spanish twice in college. <laughs> Who needs Spanish anyway? Second. I mean, to your point, like, is that a big misconception about you that, oh, you have this money because of Caitlin, you know, like what you just mentioned, like, is that a big misconception when it comes to your business? Yeah, absolutely. Our finances are totally separate. Um, well, my finances are totally separate from her. My company is totally separate from Caitlin. Um, Caitlin has been a huge supporter of my company. Um, but that's because, you know, she has this authentic tie to it. She wants to see it do well. Um, but she never has given me a dime. For the company, but that's not to say she hasn't supported me in a million other ways, which is, you know, um, 
emotional support, friendship support. Obviously she's given her platform to support my brand um, publicly. She, uh, we really, we really support each other. Um, and so, you know, I have a full staff, she has no staff and I let her use my team all the time. Um, my team produces her YouTube, my team does her socials. Um, you know, it's all about just, I think, supporting each other and it is what it is. I wouldn't be here without Caitlin today. I'd be, you know, I'm sure I'd be doing just fine, but it would be a very different situation. So you always need to remember, you know, who's helped you along the way and who's been there for you unconditionally. And I reciprocate that to Caitlin a thousand percent. Totally. Especially, you know, with something like COVID, you know, like in the beginning, like at least when we were really all locked in, I think that's, you know, like it makes you take stock of your life and it kind of, you're like, wait a second, the phone's not ringing out just because we're not going out to some fabulous party tonight. Like, yes, absolutely. It kind of makes you realize like who's there for you through the hard times. Oh my God, boy, you really learn who your friends are in COVID, don't you? Yes, you do. You're like, okay, where did you and Caitlin first meet? Um, I, we met at a photo shoot, um, for, Actually, the first time we met was at a party um, in the Hollywood Hills. Um, It was a Christmas party. I think I was like 19-ish. And then we talked a little bit. And then um, a couple of weeks later, I was at a photo shoot that she was at because we had the same hair person. And she said to the hair person, have Sophia come to this photo shoot. I want to see her again. And then we just became really, really close. Um, I went to school in Pe- at Pepperdine and she lived in Malibu and Pepperdine is in Malibu. At that point, I was living in Beverly Hills and we just got really close and I started managing her. And when that happened, um, she said, why don't you come live with me at my house in Malibu? It's big enough for the two of us. And uh, you know, it was closer to my school. And so I did. And it's been great. I love it. So how'd you go? You just met and had like instant chemistry. So how did the manager thing come about? She was just like, I'm in between managers and you seem like you know what you're doing, even though you've never managed someone. <laughs> I know that was interesting. I, get that I mean, I'm not judging. It's, it's impressive. No, totally. So what happened, David, was um, we got really close as friends and um, I, I saw a lot of things going on that made me really uncomfortable. Um, I saw a lot of people taking massive advantage of Caitlin. Caitlin was on her own, um, you know, single. Um, and I think Caitlin was really used to not ever dealing with business. Caitlin always had Chris running the show or someone, you, Chris or someone else, you know, but generally Chris. And she needed Chris uh, to be running the show. She needed a, a manager and she didn't have that. Um, she went from having a wife and a manager to being single and not having a manager. And I just saw all this money going out and all these people on payroll and I'm saying, what the fuck? Why are they on the payroll for this much a month, let alone on the payroll period? Like, why are you paying your friends to be your friends in some cases? 
And so I started looking at the books and, you know, I started booking some gigs for her as well. Um, a lot of public speaking stuff, TV appearances, just like one-off little gigs. Eventually it got into a couple of bigger deals, um, like endorsement deals. And so I just saw people taking advantage of my friend. And I said, let me step in here and try to do something about this. And I cleaned house. I fired every single person, David, that worked for Caitlin. Um, and I brought in a whole new team um, with a few exceptions. And it was unbelievable. And so I just felt as a friend, let me step in here and do this. And then it, it, it worked really well. I started doing well at booking. I'm a good salesperson, I guess. It's like the same set of skills as far as raising money and starting in, you know, a business. Absolutely. And, you know, like to your point, like it is such a cliche, but you know, like when someone has been in the public eye for, you know, since they were really young and then has representation and just, you know, you don't do these things for yourself. It's, you're so primed to have someone come in and take advantage. Oh my God. It makes, it makes me really sad to even go back and think about it. It's, it's unbelievable. And nobody, nobody, you know, knew what was going on in the family. Um, So I was just happy that I could help there. And, you know, also obviously learned a lot, met a lot of amazing people. And um, I'm just really happy that it's worked out. Did you turn to Chris for advice, having been her prior manager? Yeah, Chris and I have a really, there's this misconception out there that Chris has a feud with us or Caitlin or me. I am so close to Chris. Um, I, I speak to Chris all the time. Um, it's not like we're like girlfriends having drinks all the time, but you know, if there's ever a concern or ever a question or anything I have needed help with, Chris would be the first phone call. And she isn't, she's a mastermind. She's like a book of wisdom And I think she's a lot of fun too, socially. Um, But I think that Chris is the most generous, giving, loving person. And she's tough as nails. We all know that. But she has given me such good advice on, you know, how to help with managing Caitlin. um, And, um, you know, also with my own brand, she's helped me um, and given quite nice advice and connections. And she's just generous beyond belief. What's the best advice she gave you? Don't let people fuck you over. Are we allowed to swear on this podcast? You can swear. I have the worst mouth, so you can say whatever you want. Because I'm toning it down for you. <laughs> just, just, we're just an honest chat here. No, I think um, Chris, the best advice Chris has ever given, don't let people fuck with you. Um, I, I've never been sued I just started getting sued. Um, (laughs) My cherry was popped this year and it's like threats for lawsuits types of things, you know, give me money. And I'm like, what in the wide world of fuck is going on? I'm not just paying people money to go away, you know? And so um, I remember the first time this happened, I called Chris. I said, Oh my God, I just got this letter from my attorney. They're saying I did all these things that I didn't do and they're demanding this money. And I'm like, what do I do? And Chris is like, welcome to the club, honey. You know, you're going to be fine. Call this lawyer, call that lawyer. Let me put you in touch with so-and-so and just get used to it. 
and um, be tough as nails. So she's been just incredible. And I do think to your point, there is this misconception out there that, you know, like Chris doesn't get along with Caitlin and therefore by default you, you know, there's, there's the kind of that misconception, I think. Yeah, I think so. I don't want to speak for Chris, but I know what I see. And certainly they've had their issues. uh, Those two, Caitlin and Chris, as any exes have. But I see two amazing parents that, um, you know, really put those differences aside for their kids. And I think this misconception is just outdated. You know, I think it's over. There's no feud going on. I think that she's huge and she, she's helped Caitlin a lot, especially this year with um, different projects. And she's been incredible. What about, I think like right around the time, like you first met Caitlin, that's when I am Kate was on the air and you were in parts of that. Like, do, were you like, I don't want to be on TV what the yeah. hell is going on? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't do. I am Kate, um, but I was around while it was happening, and it's just not my thing. Um, I never did press ever before. I had something to promote. I never got involved here to be famous. Um, that was never my plan or agenda. Still isn't. I really like running my company, and I see value in having a platform, obviously. Um, And I see that value as adding to your business. And um, I do like doing podcasts like this or shows like this because I want people to get to know me more. I'm fun. I'm really, uh, I'm fun to be around, I think. And, um, you know, I think in general, I just didn't want to do I Am Kate. Um, And it was just a personal decision. Well, and that's smart too, because like at the end of the day, you know, if you put the right amount of work into your business, it lasts. I mean, fame is so fleeting for so many. Yes. Yeah. I think Not- you don't want to build a brand on a celebrity, you know, or just have celebrity be the reason your brand is what it is. Um, and so, you know, I think you're absolutely right. Fame is fleeting. And it's there one day, it's not the next. And you, that's always changing. You can build a real business without that fame. But the platform that any public figure has is obviously great for marketing. Completely. In the world we live in today, the two tie hands in hand. Oh, God, yes. So earlier this year, you did an interview, you sat down and you somehow the conversation turned to your relationship with Caitlin, where you said we were never romantic, never sexual. It was very much friends. It was more paternal. I date guys and Caitlin is like, I got to sign off on them. We are family. I'm just quoting you, Sophia. So like, well, I'm sure, and I'm sure after you said this, I mean, I wasn't following it at the time. I'm sure there were lots of oohs and ahs and this big revelation. Like, why do you think people are so concerned with whether you and Caitlin are girlfriends? Well, we are girlfriends, but we're not like girlfriends. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yes. No, we're very good friends. Um, to me, Caitlin is like a parent figure. Um but also we have business together. So, you know, work together. 
So it's interesting. It really is family. That's the best way to describe it. It was never sexual. I remember I was talking to some reporter in New York at an event and he's like, I want to do this. I want to do the style section. I think this is a huge story. I'm like, how is this a big story that we are not dating? Like, why is there so much attention on this? We aren't. Like, that's front page of the style section? I don't think so. But anyways, I did the interview because I think it was important to put that out there and put it to rest once and for all. And we're not. Caitlin's like my parent. Caitlin has met all the guys I've dated, um, most of them. Um, And Caitlin really is just the sweetest person. And I'm not attracted to women or, you know, or a 70 year old, quite frankly. (laughs) Well, I'm not attracted to women either. So we have something in common. Hey, okay. Shocker. (laughs) Um, Well, so on that note, since you say we're getting to know you, so what is your type? Oh my God, tall, dark, and handsome, honey. Tall, dark, and handsome. Yeah, no. Uh, Do I have a type? I don't know. Uh, I do like older, not way older, but I need someone older. Um, I can't do, do the whole dating seriously, someone my age. Right now, I'm just very focused on work. Um, but, you know, the door's always open. I like to be social, and I'm single and ready to mingle, so I've been doing a little of that mingling. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I know. And you don't care about, like, like a certain, like, do you want them to be business-minded, too? You know what I love about guys? I go for super chill guys because I am such a control freak. I'm so type A. I'm like making decisions all day. I want chill. So this weekend I was in Santa Barbara um, with a friend that's a boy, but a friend, you know, one of those. And um, it's just, that's what I love. I just love someone super opposite of me that's chill. I want you to be driven. I want you to have your shit going on. Um, but I need someone to compliment me. I need the yin to my yang. That sounds so cliche, but I need someone chill. No, I get it. We're like soul sisters because I say that all the time. I am like, I'm an extrovert. I am so OCD and type A that like, you need to be so chill and that's all I ask. Like, I, 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 I get it. I'm like, why are we arguing over the smallest little things? Like, I, like, same thing. Like, I'm running a real business here. Like, I don't got any time to fight over something stupid. So, okay. I get it. I just need someone to be able to throw me around a little bit and make some decisions because I'm done making decisions when work is over. <laughs> totally. Because that's what you do running your successful Lumisol company. Yes. What do you think is like, what, what's one thing we'd be shocked to find out about Caitlin? Just like, you know. About Caitlin? Yeah. And then I was going to ask you the same question about yourself. Caitlin Not does, necessarily together. Yes. Caitlin does all of the landscaping on this 12-acre property that we live on. All of it herself. Wow. We do have some guys that will help if there's like a big project, you know. But mostly she does it all herself. And I love that. I think that's so cool. I am not, I'm like, let me call someone. Let me call a team of people. That's not my thing. But Caitlin does it all. It's really cool. Yeah. What about you? What's something we'd be shocked to learn about you? 
or like kind of like we were talking about like any other big misconceptions you think that like the world has about you living up in Malibu with Caitlin? Well, I make all of my own money. (laughs) Uh, That's number one. I don't have a credit card from Caitlin. I don't have an allowance from Caitlin. Like I don't have a, I'm not on Caitlin's payroll. I make all my own money. I make all my own decisions. Um, Yeah, I think those are just misconceptions. People think like, I just am living with uh, like a sugar daddy. And it's like, no, I'm living with like family, like a really good, it's like a roommate almost, you know? Yeah, but we're both very independent financially. And there's room, so why not? There's room, there's room. But I would agree. I think that's probably a big misconception. Oh my God, yes, huge, huge. That like 99% of the people just assume elsewise. I I get it, you know, I get it. Um, It's kind of annoying that I have to dispel it, but I'll dispel it, it's fine. I mean, at some point you would think people would stop asking. I know, I know, but it is what it is. So being in the cosmetic and skincare business, like when you were going into this, like you said, you know, you purposely wanted to check with the family and make sure there wasn't another sunscreen product. Like, did you get advice from like Kylie and Kim just because they're on this and or Chris, cause they're all in the same kind of business? Yeah. Um, you know, I definitely did from all of them and even court. I did a partnership with Poosh in July, I think, and now June or July. And that was great. Um, I love Poosh and Kim and Kim is so smart and so generous. And it's just like this, the most professional person you would meet. I don't know how she does it all. She's superwoman. Uh, Chris, same thing. All of the advice, you know, from all of them is just work hard. Um, Show up on time. Um, You know, treat, you know, this is advice I get from Caitlin, actually. This piece is treat everyone, everyone, the maid, the, the bellman, you know, everyone, no matter how unimportant people may say they are or treat them. Treat everyone with dignity and respect. Um, and that's huge. And I think that goes such a long way. And I think Caitlin did an amazing job raising those kids with Chris, instilling those types of values. And that takes you a really long way when it comes to your personal life, but also business. To that point, like, does Caitlin ever just take a moment, you know, listen, they're your children. You love them, even if they were doing whatever, as you say, like a non-important job. But like, does Caitlin ever say like, holy shit, like my children are so fucking successful, you know, which they've got on their own. They're hard workers, but like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes when it's your life, you don't realize it. And then like, does she ever like have that moment of like, oh my God, like, wow. Yes, I think she does. I have never seen a parent more proud of their kids. Caitlin hypes up all of them. Caitlin has obviously the four step kids and then six biological kids. And um, she's so proud of all of her kids. And I've never seen a parent more excited or more proud of their children. 
It's really cool. Who in the family, obviously besides Caitlin, do you talk to the most? Um, probably Chris and Kim. Those are good ones. Were you shocked to find out? I read somewhere that Caitlin found out about the movie or the end of keeping up. I won't even say cancellation because it really isn't yeah. the end of keeping up with the Kardashians, like through the media. Like, were you shocked to hear that the show is coming to an end? Caitlin has a tendency sometimes to misspeak. <laughs> uh, that's not how she found out. <laughs> but I think maybe, uh, I'm not really sure why she said that. Uh, we knew um, that was happening. And, um, you know, I think that she was, she had mixed emotions. She did a YouTube video with her reaction. Um, but yeah, I think that what an era, what a cool thing they did. It is still, I mean, I don't know if you guys watch, but it is. Isn't that weird? No, it's not weird. It's like, I wouldn't listen to this podcast. I I can't. (laughs) I mean, I also hate to hear my own voice, but that's not, you're, you're living it. So. Yeah. Somebody asked me that this weekend and I'm like, no, we don't watch it. Not at all. Not at all. Not because it's, it's like not something we don't want to watch. It's just, I've never watched it. I've certainly seen it on Instagram and I think it's quite funny. A lot of the clips there are on there, but uh, no, Caitlin doesn't watch. I don't watch. Um, yeah, I, think, I, I don't know. I think it's just, if you're living it, why watch it? You know what I mean? I would assume the same thing. But let me tell you, it is literally just as good today as it was all those years ago. I know, I'm kind of sad, but I think everyone's ready for the next chapter. I think so too. I mean, to that point, like kind of the same question I asked you about, Caitlin, do you ever, because this is your life now, it is your family, like do you ever... Like, are you ever shocked at, like, the public's reaction to, like, I mean, the Kardashians are so freaking huge. Like, or do you, you know what I mean? Like, do you ever step outside of your own life and just say, like, this machine is so freaking huge? I don't even, I don't even think about it. Um, Yeah, I don't even think about it. You know, there's certainly some distance between their there's a huge distance between their following and the following Caitlin has and the following I have. Uh, Obviously there are 10 times, a thousand times what we are as far as followings go. But um, yeah, I don't even, I don't even think about it. What, what core, um, what collaboration did you do for Lumisol and Poosh? Uh, We were Poosh's sunscreen for the summer. We went out in their summer mailer to their list and it was great. I loved it. I did a, a couple of interviews and editorials with Poosh on SPF. Um, it was great. Everyone in the family has been so supportive. Um, Kim posted, uh, we launched on May 1st. Lumisol launched on May 1st, just through our website. And Kim posted on Memorial Day weekend an amazing ad for me, um, for the brand. Um, uh, Courtney and I did Poosh in June or July, I forget. Everyone has been so generous with, you know, helping get the word out on the new brand. It's been really cool. 
And people have told you that the that it looks like a vibrator or <laughs> a dildo. You said whatever you said. Uh, well, I mean, now that you now that I mean, it, I I could see it looking like a vibrator. It does. It looks like a vibrator. Guys say it looks like a dildo. I'm like, honey, that's way too small to be a dildo. But no, I I think I was doing uh, Heather McDonald. Do you know Heather McDonald? Yeah, I did her podcast a couple of weeks after it launched, and I brought her, you know, the box of Lumisol, and she said oh my God, it looks like a vibrator. And I'm like, oh, it kind of does. And then I saw a ton of comments online. It's kind of cute. <laughs> it is cute. I mean, it's it's awesome packaging. I didn't realize it changed color also. So that's cool. I know. Yeah. When you go in the sun, it reminds you to reapply because we've got to reapply. We have to reapply. Were you ever like a sun? Like, do you do you ever get, because you're, you're kind of like my color. Do you always like to stay on... The paler. I mean, I, I just think the sun is so bad for you if you don't use SPF. If you're not wearing SPF and you're in the sun, I don't know why. Like, hello, it's 2020. Wear your SPF. I mean, I spray tan. So even for me, this is like, this is tan for me. You know what I mean? I think I'm probably the same color as you without makeup. <laughs> well, also not to mention, like, especially, you know, like cosmetically, the sun does not your friend. No, I mean, it's skin cancer, early signs of aging. Why put yourself at risk with being out in the sun? I love being out in the sun, but I always put on sunscreen. And I'm super excited now that, for me, it's always about my face, my face, my face. The rest of my body, yeah, I care about putting sunscreen on, but I really wanted to make products for my face. I'm so the same way. I'm so, I'm like, oh yeah. There's that's the rest of my body. One, that's where you're going to age. I don't want age spots. I don't want wrinkles. None of that. So I'm very, my line right now is just focusing on the face. I think that's really where the focus should be. Mm-hmm. Do you love what you do? I love what I do. Every day is different. Um, I love, I, I yeah, every day is different. I have such a fun, enthusiastic group of people that work for me. They're on my team and I couldn't be happier that I I am where I am today with these, you know, this new team that I've built. And I love like just so much going on all the time, everything. There's always something new every day. And I love that. That's amazing. What about as far as the family goes? Have you met Kanye? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What do you think? You know, Kanye has moments on social media where you're like, what's going on? I, you know, I don't know Kanye very well. Um, I don't even want to comment on the Kanye social media stuff because I don't really know what I'm talking about. I know he, he tweets a lot. But, you know, I just can say that I have the relationship with Kim, but I've certainly seen Kanye, you know, at all the family get-togethers and that kind of thing. What about, you know, because there's all this talk about, like, Kanye running for president, which he's not, like, do you think Kim could be president if she put her mind to it? Kim could do anything she put her mind to, absolutely. I mean, becoming a lawyer while running a huge business cannot be easy. I don't know how she does that. And for kids, it's like, whoa, that's a lot. Good for you. I wish I could do that. Do you want kids? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to one day, one day. 
I'm only 24. I have some time. I'm not rushing you. <laughs> do you find it? Do you find it strange that, like, so you you know you sit down for a chat like this with someone like me, and do you find it like how do you feel? Like, do you find it strange that somehow the talk always goes to the family and the Kardashians? Uh, do I find it strange? No, I know that's what people are interested in, and that's fine. Um, I get that they're they're mega famous, but I never want to put myself in a position where um, I'm speaking on anyone's behalf or I, you know, um, put something out there that that's not already out there. Um, so I'm really careful. And, you know, I'm not on here to talk about them. I'm on here to talk about my brand. But of course, whenever I do an interview, uh, you're so tied to the family. It's okay. Um, I certainly am confident in my own body and my own identity as Sophia that, you know, I don't mind talking about uh, the family. That makes sense. And you are here to talk about your business. So let's talk about something else, though, for a minute. It's not not related to the Kardashians, I promise. That's okay. So let's talk to us about the recent rumors about you and or Caitlyn, but really more you possibly joining Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, my God. So here's what happened. Um, I was at Craig's the other night, which is a restaurant in L.A. where there's always a media presence. A camera guy was there that I've seen for years with TMZ. And I, I usually say something. Usually it doesn't go anywhere, but I usually say something, you know? And, you know, he's just like, so what's this talk about the Real Housewives? And, you know, I don't know exactly what I said, but it blew up. TMZ covered it and it went everywhere. I was interested in doing the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I reached out to my agent um, maybe like a month ago about, hey, what does it look like to do the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? What does that process look like? I think that would be a really cool, fun show to do. And I saw that there were all these vacancies. And he says, let me talk to them and let me reach out and see what that looks like. And it just blew up like... Andy, you know, said that, you know, Caitlin started the rumor herself. You know, I felt so bad because I shouldn't have said anything to TMZ in the first place, perhaps. I didn't know it was going to go so crazy. I am the one that was interested in doing the show, not Caitlin. I'm sure Caitlin would do the show, but I was the one that was interested. I was the one that reached out to my agent to say, hey, how do you do this? And To my knowledge, my agent reached out and I just, you know, hadn't heard back, which wasn't surprising. It was only a couple of weeks ago. So I just felt bad that it blew up. And then Caitlin like took heat, like and was accused of, you know, putting rumors out herself when maybe it was me putting the rumors out, but I wasn't trying to put rumors out. I was just saying I did reach out about being on the show, but I reached out to my agent. And you're a go-getter. It's the same as like advice Chris gave you never take no like if you want something what's the harm of looking into it so absolutely I just I just reached out or had my guys reach out and you know I did talk to Eileen 
uh, Davidson, who was on the show for a couple of years at dinner. And I learned a little bit about the show and that's all I said. And I said, I would absolutely love to do the show. Um, and I just felt bad that it kind of blew up and backfired on Caitlin because Caitlin had nothing to do with it. You know, I'm sure if I were to do the show, if I was offered that, I'm sure Caitlin would make an appearance because we live together for Christ's sakes, you know? So I just felt bad how it all happened. So if you're listening, guys, I apologize. <laughs> were you shocked at how like the power of the housewives and Bravo that you kind of just made like an innocent comment and it, it went all over the place? Um, yeah, I was shocked because I, I was, I was just shocked that it was so kind of twisted around. Um, and I'm not blaming anyone. I just shouldn't have said anything. I should have just let my agent wait to hear back and not let it happen publicly. I just felt bad because I didn't want to put Caitlin in a weird position ever. And it was me that told my agent to reach out (laughs) about me doing the show. How did Caitlin feel? Like, would she, was she like, oh God, I don't want to be on reality TV anymore? Caitlin's Caitlin's fine. I just felt bad because I didn't want her to feel like, you know, she was getting involved in any type of leaking of stories because neither of us were, but I, yeah, I just felt bad how it went, but you know, I was just speaking my mind. I said, yeah, I'd love to do the show. I actually had my agent reach out. What, what advice did Eileen Davidson give you at dinner? Uh, Eileen, you know, I don't want to speak on her behalf, but I just asked about her experience. I learned a little bit about what it's like and um, we didn't talk about it extensively. You know, I just thought it would be fun to do the show. And so I, you know, so many of those women are such hustlers and we run in the same circles here. It's a very small town. And so I just thought it would make sense. And, um, you know, I would be very, very young to be on the show, very young. But I think what the producers and, you know, the cast, and I've had no formal contact with any of them or the producers, um, you know, I think they should have a younger person on. I think that'd be kind of fun, especially old soul. I'm still down to do it. I'm still up for it. I think it would be so much fun. Um, but I just felt bad how it kind of, you know, spiraled into Caitlin planted these rumors because Caitlin had nothing to do with it. Right. That was like the latest thing that Andy said. Yeah. And I don't, I, I think maybe, I don't think he's accusing her of that to be negative. I just think that's how the media has spun it so many times. It just went everywhere. I was kind of shocked. <laughs> well, if you did do it, you would be the youngest at 24. Yes. But I think I would be the funnest. I mean, listen, as long as you like to have a drink or two, that's all. Oh my God. I like to have a whole bottle. Me too. A nice (laughs) martini. Oh God. Vodka, tequila, whatever. Do you think that like, that would be a way, like, I mean, do you think, cause the franchise is going younger these days with, I mean, do you think that's like that, that would be a good way for the franchise to go? I think Andy knows what's best for the franchise. Um, but I think it would be fun to put like a younger person in there because I think like I could relate to a lot of the housewives in the sense that everyone's a hustler. Everyone's in this business. Everyone's building brands for themselves. 
or has built brands for themselves. And because I am so young, I, I have, like we said at the beginning, an old soul. And so I think it's fun to be around older people. I'm only, a, I, I don't know the youngest person I'm around. The youngest person I'm around is probably my assistants. You know, they're really young, um, which is great. Always get a young assistant. They have a ton of energy. But I think it would be great to be on the Housewives and like almost have like a, you know, all of my friends are that age anyway. So I think it'd be great. But Andy knows what's best. That's such a political answer, but I'll give you a pass because you're so honest and forthcoming here today. Do you, do you know any of them? Like, do you know Lisa Rinna, Kyle Richards? You know what? I met, I don't know if I've ever met Kyle. Um, Caitlin was very close with Harry Hamlin for a while. Um, Lisa and I message each other on Instagram a lot. Um, but, and I think we've run into each other socially, but I'm not super close with anyone on the show, um, at all. But that being said, I think the circles are small enough that it would not be that difficult, you know, to make friends with these ladies. What'd you think of all the rumors, which I realized would probably never happen of Chris joining? Chris said she's not joining. Um, Yeah, she did. I mean, which makes sense. Yeah. That kind of spiraled out of control. She's busy. I don't know if she'd have time to do another reality show. Are you a fan? I mean, not that you have to be. Are you a fan of like reality TV? Like, do you watch TV? No, I don't. I did start watching, um, what was it? Oh, Tiger King over the quarantine. But I really don't watch TV. I will watch movies, but I never watch TV. How about you? Do you? Are you a reality TV guy? I'm the exact opposite. I don't really watch movies ever, but I mean, yes, TV yeah. is, there's so much good TV and, and especially reality TV. And then you just get sucked in. Even like the old school stuff, like speaking of Caitlin, like the Hills with Brody. Oh my God. Yes. The Simple Life with Paris and Nicole. Like I'm like old school. Oh, okay. What about, you know, just because Caitlyn's and the Kardashians, they're public figures, like, have you ever met someone, like, through these circles where you've been just, like, so starstruck? Like, do you get starstruck? I mean, you're from the L.A. area, or? I've never been, you know what, the most starstruck I've ever been was actually um, on Oscars night. I don't remember. It was when Mary Poppins was up for the Oscar. So was that a couple years ago? Dick Van Dyke. Oh my God. I met Dick Van Dyke and uh, danced with him at the Vanity Fair party, um, the after party for the Oscars. And that was the only time I was starstruck. I was like, oh my God, it's Dick Van Dyke, like living, breathing Hollywood icon. Um, But otherwise, no, never really. It was like meeting Santa Claus for me. Well, Sophia, that is an answer that proves the fact that you're an old soul because I would not have thought you would have said Dick Van Dyke. Really? I just think Dick Van Dyke is like the cutest. Oh my God. I was just like, it's Dick Van Dyke. And there's your tie to Eileen Davidson. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So what is your, what are you doing for the rest of like, as we're still semi-quarantine, like what are your, what are your plans? What's next for you? What's next for the business? We're launching a new product in November, which I'm really excited about, new SPF product. Um, so Lumisol, 
uh, has a new thing coming out. So I've been working really hard on making sure that's all ready to go. Um, personally, I'm just trying not to go insane. Um, it's been, let me tell you, 2020 has been a wild ride personally and professionally. I'm just ready for this election to be over. I'm ready for us to move in to 2021 and not be dealing with all of just 2020's hot mess. I think I'm going to go down to Mexico at the end of this month um, for a week and just kind of remove myself from the situation. Now that the new product is ready to go, we're kind of going into winter, go get some sun, just try to survive the last quarter of 2020. Everyone's <laughs> heading to Mexico, I tell you. I know. It's it's where we should, it, well, it's one of the few places they'll let us go. I was just going to say that. Did you and Caitlin like want to kill each other at the beginning of quarantine or no? There was enough room that you just all kind of... No, we you know, Caitlin is very good about, uh, giving me space. Uh, so that's good. Uh, no, it's been, it's been fine. And where, like, say five years from now, Lumisol, like, what are your visions of where you'd like this product to be in five years? Well, definitely a larger product line. Um, so the line will grow. We have a lot of really, exciting things that I'd love to come back and talk to you about when I can talk about them um, that are happening with the brand in 2021. Um, But in the next five years, I really just want it to be a household name that everyone is using, that people love. Um, I, you know, I just think SPF is just going to become more and more important, especially with the depleting ozone and with people becoming more conscious of their health and wellness. And so I just want to keep up with the times and be ahead of the times with Lumisol, bring it into the household name and really bring it international. I love it. And I promise the next time you come back, we're not talking about the Kardashians. I swear. That's okay. Just don't get me in any trouble with anyone. <laughs> I know it's listen, I get like the, the world we live in today to your point, the real housewives rumor, just one little thing. You're like, what happened here? I'm like, oh God, the last thing I need is Andy thinking I'm starting rumors. Oh dear. <laughs> You're like, please, I just want to run a company over here. Well, li- literally it is a great product. Seriously, for anyone who doesn't, everyone should Google this because it is, it's sexy sunscreen. That's how I describe it. Oh, thank you, David. Is there anything else, Sophia, that we did not cover here today? I'd like to give people a chance at the end. Anything I didn't address that you would like to discuss? No, I think it was a great interview. I think that I really appreciate the platform. I think it was just like talking to to another friend. I wish we could have done this with a glass of wine or something, but maybe next time. The next time that you are in New York or I'm in LA, we need to do a drink. I would love that. You're fine. And I I don't just say that to everyone. You're fun. We'll do a drink. Next time we'll drink on the Zoom. But I really appreciate it. I know you're very busy. You have a lot going on. So like, I really do appreciate you taking your time to chat with me. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me on. And where can everyone find you online? Everyone can follow MyLumisol, MyLumisol.com or at MyLumisol is all of our social handles. Amazing. Sophia, thank you so much and keep in touch. Thanks, David. Take care. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.